The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Titled Spirit Empowered Christianity. And today the Lord impressed me to talk about an empowered people. First of all, let's define empower. It's empower. What does it mean to empower? All right. So to empower means to give power to someone. That's the first definition of the word. To give official authority or legal power to someone. There are others. All right. It means to enable, to enable, fortly, to promote the self-actualization or influence of a person or group of persons. Now, to empower also means to infuse with strength. To infuse with strength. Hallelujah. To infuse with strength. Let's look at Ephesians 3, verse 16. Ephesians 3, 16. It says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit where? In the inner man. Now let's look at this in the amplified version. It says, may he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality to infuse with strength. Praise God. It also means to endow with ability. To endow with ability. To infuse with strength. To endow with ability. It also means to authorize. To authorize. All right, let's look at an empowered people. So if we've known what empowerment means, what it means to empower, how did God empower us? How did God empower us? Number one, he gave us his life. He gave us his life. The new birth empowers us. The born-again Christian, just as it is, has a measure of power in him. All right? When he gets filled with the Holy Spirit, according to the old saints and the word of God, that's when he receives the fullness. But let's look at this. John chapter 3, he gives us his life. John 3. And let's begin from verse... One, it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. In other words, a miracle is an act of God. A miracle is an act of God. So that may say miracle is an act of God. Okay. That means 
A miracle is beyond the natural. Some people define a miracle as a supernatural intervention of God in the natural affairs of men, a supernatural intervention. Now, listen to his words. It says, we know that thou the teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. All right? When you get born again, it's God with you. It's God with you. All right? So that means a, a miracle is a proof of divine presence. It says no man can do this miracle that thou doest except God be with him. Am I right? Come on now. Am I right? Okay. Now let's look at this. Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, when you look at 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20, look at this, 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20. It says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in what? But in power. Now, this man just spoke about a miracle. And Jesus said, except a man be born again, it cannot see, the word that is Edo, it cannot be aware of the kingdom of God. In other words, being born again is access to God's power. We're looking at how does God empower us. Number one, he gave us his life. Hallelujah. So when you're born again, at that level, there's a power you can walk in just as a newborn Christian. Hallelujah. Are you out there? Now let's move on. Look at something here. In verse, a Bible closed by itself. Amazing. Okay, go to the next verse. Go to John 3. Okay, verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the realm of power. Because the Bible said the kingdom of not in word, but in power. It says, If you're not born again, or born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot enter into the realm of power. So being born again is being born into power. And a lot of God's children are not aware of it. That the new birth, just being born again, the new creature is a powerful creature. Because it has the life and nature of God in him. Look at John 1 verse 4. John 1 verse 4. It says, in him was life, Zoe, and the life, the Zoe was the light of men. That means Zoe enlightens. Are we together? When you believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that we become sons of light. Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of Zoe. John 8 verse 12. Go to John 8 verse 12. We'll come back here. John 8 12. He said, Jesus spoke unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And the Bible says the light shines in darkness and darkness comprehends it not. Now, the word comprehended there, if you look at it in the, in the Greek, means overcome it not. That means when you got born again, you received a life that cannot be defeated. How are we together? John 1, verse 4. We're going to read verse 4 into 5. It says, in him was life and the life was the light of man, verse 5. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. 
See, so when you're born again, you received a life. And that life is called light. Now, Satan is a prince of darkness. He controls people who are in darkness. So the day he got born again, his influence was broken off your life. Thought I'd get a better amen. Are you out there? All right, let's look at Acts 26. Acts 26, 16. But rise and stand up upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Next verse. Delivered thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee. Now he's talking about the Gentiles. We were all Gentiles. All right? Next verse. To open their eyes, and to do what? And to turn them from darkness to light, and from what? And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. See? So when you got born again, you're no longer under the power of Satan. You've got to know that. That all your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Now notice something here. It says that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance. Notice, until you know you're forgiven, you cannot enjoy your inheritance. Condemnation will keep you out. So when you're born again, you've got to be aware your sins are forgiven, your sins are washed away, so you can walk in victory. Say amen. amen. Look at Colossians 1 verse 12. Colossians 1 verse 12. Look at this. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints, where? In light. Say, I'm in the light. Yeah, you are in the light. Say, I'm in the light. You've got to put that in your spirit. You're in the light. I'm looking at the crowd in this place. It's in my spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13. Who has delivered us from what? From the power, the authority of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Say amen. amen. See that? Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even what? The forgiveness of sins. Say I'm in the light. Now, being in the light is one thing, but you are also light. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Let's read together. One, two, read. It says, for you were sometimes darkness, but now are you what? Light where? In the Lord. And it says, walk as what? Children of light. So being born against modern conversion, see, you receive the life and nature of God into your spirit. Because the human spirit without God is in darkness. See, so when you got born again, God infuses his life to your spirit and you are at once enlightened. Amen? Okay, look at this very quickly. John 12. John 12, verse 35. John 12, 35. It says, Then said Jesus, then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is a light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that what? That ye may be children of what? Of light. And in devil is darkness. There is no way darkness can defeat light. No matter how thick darkness is when light comes. What does that tell you? 
that the day you got born again, you became a victor. Oh, I thought you'd get a better amen. Amen. First John 5 verse 4. 1 John 5 verse 4. Let's read together. One, two, read. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now watch this. Watch this. For whatsoever is born of God does what? Now you need to know what I will overcome this. The word there means to overcome, to subdue, to prevail, to conquer, to win. That means if you are a child of God, you have lost your capacity to fail. It says, for once someone is born of God, gets the victory over the world. The word is Nikkei. It gets the victory over the world. So that means, as soon as I got born again, I received the capacity to win in all life's fights. Thought I'd get a better amen. It says, for once, notice where the, the, the victory is coming from, because we're born of God. It says, for once someone is born of God, overcometh the world, the entire world system. Now think about it. If it says, if I come into my village, I'll be a local champion. If it says, if I come in my nation, I'll still be a, a national champion. It says, overcometh the world. That means, no matter where we are, we win. Yeah. Are we together? Say, I have the victory. Wherever I find myself. I have the victory wherever I find myself. Now, that means if they come and say, everybody's against you in this office, what do you have? Whatsoever. Just one person. Everybody's against him and he wins. Are you all there? All right. Let's look at this. It says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, then he tells us the victory. So, and this is the victory. Now, that word victory there, this word victory here, refers to the means of victory. In other words, this is how we win. This is the victory that comes the word, the instrument of victory. How? Our faith. Now, let us look at what you know, people say, okay, our faith in God. Yeah, praise God. But let's look at it in context, verse 5. Who is it that overcomes the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is what? Now that means just believing in Christ makes you a winner in life. That is hard to believe for many folks. Like, do you mean do you mean? Because let me tell you the, the, the issue with Christians. For most of us, we have based our lives on our experience and not the word of God. So you tell them anyone that's born again is supposed to win as him. Am I not born again? Am I winning? See, I believe the word of God more than I believe you. So you can choose to live in defeat, but I choose to believe God's word. I choose to believe God's word. It says, for whatsoever, NIV, in verse 4, give me verse 4 in NIV. He said, for everyone born of God does what? Now, let's find out who is born of God. Because some of us wonder, am I really born of God? Okay, okay. Go to John chapter 1, verse 12. In the King James, and we'll come back here in the NIV. John 1, 12. He said, for as many as, as received him, 
To them give you what? To them give you what? As many as what? Received him. See, at the new birth, you received him, Christ. When you got filled with the Holy Spirit, who did you receive? The Holy Spirit. Are we together? Okay. But as many as received him to them, to who did he give? Those who received. So when I received Christ, what did I receive? The power to become what? Sons of God, even to them that believe what? On his name. Verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of what? But of God. So when I got born again, that was the day I was born of God. I we together. The day I accepted Jesus Christ was the day I was born of God. And I said, for everyone that is born of God, does what? Overcomes the world. That means the day you got born again, defeat ended. Some people say, is it possible? I know how defeated I am. You know, the issue is this. The part of you that is born again is your spirit. But the sad thing is that it is your mind that decides your experience in life. So you have to renew your mind to match with what, in your spirit, what is in your spirit. So what God has said can become your experience. You have to renew your mind. Let me give you an instance. Let's say I was from a royal family. Maybe from Madagascar. Right? And um, I've been living like a Nigerian from Ijebu all these years. And you find me and you say, are you aware that you are the heir apparent to the throne? Maybe like you Swaziland. In Swaziland? Come on, stop deceiving me. And my father is a Jebuma. Then they bring all the documents, and my father says that actually I'm not their child. Somebody brought the child, that there was a fight in the royal family, and they took the heir apparent and brought him to Nigeria where they can never find him. What happened? My mind is changing. All the while, in my spirit, I was royal. But my mind was Nigerian. I, are you following me? So now when they bring me on and they convince me, I say, so I'm, I'm royal. Then I'll walk to Pastor Darian and say, ah, I'm not from Nigeria. You say, Pastor, stop talking like that. I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a royal. I'm a prince. In fact, I'm going to rule in Swaziland. Come and follow me. Now, what happened? My thinking changed because I had new information. The reason you've been defeated as a child of God because you didn't really know you were royalty. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So the feet and the day you got born again, that was the day defeat ended. It says, give me the first John 5 for NIV. It says, for everyone, everyone. Does that include you? For everyone, does that include you? For everyone born of God does what? Overcomes what? The world. This is the victory that, overcome, that has overcome the world, even our faith. It says, <laughs> I love this one. It says, has overcome. King just said that overcomes. It says, has overcome. Times the day you got born again, you became a victor for life. Okay, I'm going to show you two scriptures before we run on. Look at 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14. You mean I'm a victor? 
You mean, since I'm born again now, I should not fail again? Yeah. It says, now let's read this together. One to read. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Always. King James. Let's read the King James. One to read. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us a triumph in Christ. Now stop there. Always? Always? Are you sure always? Now, I want you to think about it. Always? Causes us to triumph in Christ? Always? Now just think about it. Just knowing this as, as a child of God, when you show up anywhere, devils have got to flee. I remember T.L. Osborne. He said in his earlier days, he used to believe that when he gets into a country, he said, devil, you've got to, you've got to check out of town. T.L. Osborne are in town. He said, but as my authority, my revelation of authority grew, I knew that as soon as my leg touches the airport, the devil has got to flee. See, the, as, as, in, as the revelation grew, as I was sleeping, huh? then one force just pressed my chest. And I was trying. I was trying. I was struggling. I was trying to touch the person beside me. I was just there. Then I just said, Jesus! Then I left me. It's not a testimony. It's not a testimony. It's a testimony for children. Because the works of Satan are paralyzed in your midst of contact. Let me give you Jerry Savile's testimony again. He said, a native doctor said that whenever you walk toward me, the evil spirit that walks with me leaves. Now, just walking towards someone, anything, Jerry Savile didn't know. I wonder what is happening that you don't know about. And the devil knows what you know. He knows. Because when, when the spirit leaves and you are still acting afraid, say, okay, this person does not know. So they will intimidate you with fear. And fear empowers the devil just as faith gives God the right to act. So whenever you are afraid, you are empowering the devil. When you are in faith, you are empowering God. In other words, you are giving the right, you are authorizing God in your life. So number one, by giving us his life, See? So when we got born again, we became victors. When we got born again. Number two, by giving us of his spirit. By giving us of his spirit. We are looking at how did God empower us. We say one, he gave us his life. Two, he gave us of his spirit. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. It says, but ye shall receive what? Ye shall receive what? Talk to me now. Ye shall receive what? Power. So, we received power after the Holy Ghost came upon us. So, when you receive the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you actually receive what? Power. But a lot of us are unaware that we have power. We are waiting for the power. 
Say, I'm going, to, I'm going to get on a fast. I'm going to fast and pray to receive power. But Jesus said, and ye shall receive power. If you're fasting and praying, you should be going to great power. Come on now. Because the apostles prayed in Acts 4, they went to great power. So the day you got filled with the Holy Ghost, if you receive the genuine Holy Ghost, you know some people, they, they said, I said, yes. Say so how? Say, so I went to one church and the pastor said, see what I'm saying. Kele de bonso. I said, kele de bonso. Kali, kali. I said, kali, kali. So now you have it. No, you don't have it. You got words. If you receive the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Yeshua, it's a dunamis. Hallelujah. That word means so much. Let's look at a few from the Amplified. Amplified version. Give it to us, Amplified. It says, but ye shall receive what? Ability. Ability. What is it you need ability for? What is it you need ability for? Then it says, efficiency. You are effective in what to do. You are resourceful. Then it says, might. See? The word dunamis refers to miracle working power. See? Miracle working power. Say, I have miracle working power. Say it again, I have miracle working power. Yeah, you have miracle working power. It says, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. It tells you the purpose of the power for soul winning. We don't heal the sick to become popular. We don't raise the dead to become popular, but to get the attention of the world. See, the healing becomes evidence that Christ is risen. The Bible says, with great power, Acts 4.33, the apostles get witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we, we are testifying that he's alive. I remember R.W. Shambach, he went to India and he was preaching one time and said, I want to prove to you that only the name of Jesus has the power to heal. He said, about a crippled man. And he put the man there and this was risky. And he prayed in the name of the Hindu gods and prayed in the name of Muhammad nothing happened then he prayed in the name of Jesus and the man rose up and walked because he's alive I said because he's alive are you out there he's alive and well he says and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and onto the uttermost part of the earth. In other words, this power works everywhere. If you received it, anywhere you are, the power will work. Anywhere. So this power is a 24-hour power. Because the Holy Ghost is a person. It's not a feeling. So whether you feel it or not, the power is there. Mm. The Holy Ghost is a person. Now, notice this is the, the problem we've had with, with, with the Lord. If the Holy Spirit were just ordinary power, watch this, that means we use him. But if the person is the one who uses us, 
Are we together? Now it says, and ye shall see power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the power is a consequence of his presence. If he's there, the power is there. Are we together? So if the Holy Ghost is in you, the power of God is in you to produce miracles. Say amen. amen. So you've got to know it. How did God empower us? He gave us of his spirit. And we've got to have a revelation of this power. Because many of God's children are unaware that they have power at work in them. Now, let me, let me give you several scriptures. Colossians 1, verse 29. Colossians 1, 29. There's power at work in you. Look at the Apostle Paul. He says, Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working. Which does what? Which worketh in me? How? Mightily. There's power at work in you. Say, there's power at work in me. Say it again, there's power at work in me. You've got to be conscious of it. Because whatever you're conscious of is what dominates your life. Whatever you're conscious of is what manifests. Say there's power at work in me. You've got to have it in your spirit. There's power at work in me. Hallelujah. Oh boy, you need to talk like it. You need to walk like it. There's power at work in me. Praise God. Look at this Ephesians 1 beginning from verse 17. Ephesians 1 from verse 17. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He says, get to know God, he says. Get to know God. Then, it goes on to the next verse. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. He's talking about revelation coming to your mind now. If you pray that prayer for yourself, you'll get revelation more than everybody. You just get in revelations. The eyes of understanding being enlightened. That you may know, number one, the hope of his calling. In other words, you know what to expect as one called of God. Number two, to know what is exceeding, the ex, what is the riches of the glory of his mystery in the saints. That's the second one. You know, the inheritance in the saints. The inheritance in the, That means you know your inheritance in Christ. But this is a big one that most times we don't talk about. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what to us who believe according to the working of what so the power at work in us is his mighty working power hmm. i'm going to come again give it to me in the nlt nlt message i'm going to amplify i pray i also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of god's power for us who believe him this is the same mighty power. Next verse. That raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. You know, he said this is the power that raised Christ from the dead. And that's the power you have. It is resurrection power. Nothing dies around you. But you know why we don't see it real? Because we don't have the revelation. That's why Paul says, that you pray that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. They already have knowledge, but in revelation in that knowledge. You know something has been revealed to you when you know how it works and why it works. Revelation is beyond what it is. It goes into how it works and why it works. A lot of people know, ah, we have power. Do you know how it works? Do you know why it works? Do you know what stops it from working? That you don't have revelation. 
That's why it's praying that you get the spirit of wisdom and revelation, apocalypsis, and exposure to expose what is hidden, to expose what is not obvious to the senses. So you're like, woo, so I got this power. I can see now. Please, 19, the message. Okay, it says, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy and what? Boundless strength. Next verse, please. All this energy issues on Christ. You see that? All, this, all the abilities in Christ is now in us. It says, the exceeding greatness of his mighty power. The exceeding greatness of his mighty power according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ. King James. Which he wrought in Christ when, when he raised him from the dead. Which he wrought 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him as own right hand in heavenly places. Look at the next verse. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. That we have the power of the world which is to come. See, we, 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 are, we are getting to learn what we really have. What is possible. We are learning what is possible. A man's son fell on thy tractor. And the man himself lifted it up. They couldn't explain it. Until the man of God said, that is the spirit of might. That was the anointing of Samson. See, we, we are learning what is, what is possible. He said, give, give, me, give me verse 19 again. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. He said, this power is the same as that same power that raised us from the dead. And when raised him, he took him into the heavens. That's how far that power can take you. Out of reach for devils. That's the power inside of you. See, we, we need to realize we are an empowered people. We're not ordinary. The power raised Jesus from the dead. No, he didn't just raise him from the dead. He put him at God's right hand. Not only at God's right hand, far above our principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world. Let him know all the power you will ever need was already given to you. See, as we, as we have discoveries, we see greater manifestations of that power. Greater manifestations of that power. See, you need to pray Ephesians 1, 17 for yourself consistently. Hallelujah. See, I have power. Resurrection power. Walking inside of me. Are you out there? Think about it. The power that raised him. Not just, if he raised him and he was, on, he was on earth, it's beautiful. But more, the power lifted him from the earth. You know, when Jesus died, he just began to go up to heaven. He ascended. They saw him ascend until they couldn't see him and sat him at the right hand. A place where devils couldn't touch him. No wonder the Bible says, He that keepeth himself, that wicked one toucheth him not. It's, it's possible to get to a point where the devil cannot touch you. It's revelation. Are you out there? Yes, sir. Glory to God. Number three, how did he empower us? By giving us his name. 
by giving us his name. How did he empower us? He gave us his name. Now, you need to understand the word name. The word name is the word onoma. You know, right? Onoma means authority, give it to me. Rank or what? Or character. So, he empowered us by giving us his name. Now, when you say, this is one thing Lord Christians don't know. When I say, in the name of Jesus, come out! What you actually said, you're saying, in the authority of Jesus. But most people don't know that. See, most people don't know that. Let me give you an instance. Let's say someone said, to someone doing something in the office and said, everybody should come out. And they'll be like, what's wrong with you? How can we just come out? Then the person says, pastor said, everybody should come out. He has spoken in my name. They will run out because they know that he can report. Are we together? So they responded to his command. Because of the fact that he spoke in my name. Oh. Are you out there? Luke 10 verse 17, very quickly. Luke 10 verse 17, quickly. Let's read together, one to read. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us, how? Through thy name. New King James Version. It says, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. How? In your name. The word subject means to arrange under, to obey. It also means to obey. It means to make oneself obedient. To put one, to, to yield to another's control. Notice, it says the demons submitting themselves to our control in your name. So when I say, in the name of Jesus, they say, okay. What are we to obey? What command? Get out! All right. Says even the devils obeyed us in your name. Give it to me the New Living Translation (NLT). Lord, even the demons obey us when, when we use your name. So when the next time you say, "In the name of Jesus, devil, get out," you know that no matter how violent. Let's say, in the name of Jesus, the devil is ready to obey. He could be doing, does he know? Does he know? He's saying the authority of Jesus. Shut up! Now, this is what they always do. They're threatening you to know that you believe what you say. The devil always tests you. That's why if you watch when I'm casting out devils and they're still doing it, I say, leave, leave. Because they like that attention. Out! Hey, Baba Gibi. Oh, out! 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 This one wants to waste my time. I go. Because he knows it has to go out. Because I said, in the name of Jesus. He said, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use 
your name. Not because we are perfect. When we use your name. Not because we've been fasting for 40 days and 30 nights. When we use your name. Are you learning something today? So he gave us his name. Acts 15 verse 14 says he has taken us to people for his name. So he gave us his name. He says, Simon has declared how God visited the Gentiles to, visited the Gentiles to take out the people for his name. So he gave us his name. Are you out there? So now we can use the name of Jesus in prayer. We can use the name of Jesus to change things. Say amen. amen. All right, very quickly. Look at Mark 9 verse 38. Okay, look at this. Now John answered him saying, Teacher, we saw one who does not follow us. Cast out demons in your name. And we forbade him because he does not follow us. Notice, this guy was not an apostle. He was casting out devils. He was casting out demons. Because some people believe that only apostles can cast out demons. He said, we saw one. So this guy is a nameless, faceless man. We saw one who does not follow us. Casting out demons in your name. How did he cast out demons? How did he cast out demons? Because he's an apostle. So where's the power? In the name. And we forbade him because he does not follow us. See, the, the apostles, the, the, the apostolic privilege. You no, know, they're following the apostles. And, huh? In the name of Jesus. You not, you not, stop it. We were ordained. We are the apostles. And look at what Jesus did to them. Next verse. But Jesus said, do not forbid him. For no one who works miracles, how? In my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. So he tells you how it is done. How? In his name. So he gave us his name. Say he gave us his name. So the next time you use the name of Jesus, when you say in the name of Jesus, what are you saying? In the authority of Jesus. So the only demon that can resist that prayer is the demon that can resist Jesus and there's no demon that can resist Jesus. Are you going to say? So don't be afraid. We are praying people who are violent. <laughs> when you know the devil is your subject, embarrass him. Say, devil, I know you are my subject. There's one that's even interesting. The devil told the man of God, please don't tell everybody. Say, please don't tell. Because he knows that if everybody knows, nobody will be scared. Say, ooh, shut up, devil. <laughs> Are you out there? Yes, sir. You use this name, Luke 9, verse 49. Luke 9, 49. Now John answered and said, Master, will someone cast out demons in your name and we forbade it because they don't follow us? The same thing. See? It's in the name. Say it's in, the name. it's in the name. Acts 3 verse 16. Okay. It says, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him the perfect sound in the presence of God. He said, his name, through faith in his name. I've heard people say, the Bible never says you put faith in the name. It's there. As many as believe on his name. This one says faith in his name. So that's why you've got to read your Bible for yourself. 
There are many things to believe. As we study the Bible, we found out we just heard repetition that someone said something. And his name, through faith, his name has made this man strong. Are we together? Say faith in his name. Yeah, that's where the power is asked for. Let's begin from verse 3. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Verse 4. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and a number of the men came to be about 5,000. Say amen. Yeah, the men, the men alone in church is going to be about 5,000. Amen. And it came to pass on the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, as many as were of the, high, of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. Next verse. And they set them in the midst and they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to the rulers of the people, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Next verse. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, but notice what he said, by what means? Take note of the use of the word. By what means he has been made well. Next verse. Let it be known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you hold. Now watch this. This is the beauty of it. It says, it happened by his name. Then it says, by him. Because he is present in his name. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name, they are mine in the midst of them. So when I say, in the name of Jesus, he backs the word up. Let me share this quick testimony with you. In the T.L. Osborne has so many miracle testimonies, but this is interesting. This one was from a mad guy. He said, when T.L. Osborne was telling people, in the name of Jesus, come out of them, and I'm praying and praying and casting out devils and sicknesses, and he was a mad guy. He said he saw this bright light appear before him. And after he got saved, because he came out healed and he knew that was the Jesus they're talking about. He said this being just appeared for him, white and bright, shining, and said, just looked at him and said to the devil inside of him, out. So when, watch this, watch this, watch this. When T.L.S. said, in the name of Jesus, thou devils of darkness, come out of their minds. Jesus appeared and told the devil and the man, out. Watch this. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. It says, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised up, by him. Notice he said by his name again. Because whenever we use his name, we invoke his presence. Whenever we use his name, we invoke his presence. Are you out there? Whenever we use his name, we invoke his presence. Songs of Solomon 1 verse 3. The Bible says thy name is like a pouring forth of ointment. Thy name is like a pouring forth of ointment. In other words, every time we use his name, we release his anointing. So when I say in the name of Jesus, the anointing on Jesus is manifested. His name is like a pouring forth. No wonder the maidens, the virgins love thee. Who is the virgin? The church. That people shall be willing to deal with their power. When we really realize how powerful Christ is, we'll be passionate to serve him. Are you following me? By giving us his name, we don't have time. 
Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Hallelujah.